Hi guys, welcome back to the Coffee Break Podcast, where we discuss passionate topics and conversations you would have over coffee. Today, I have Nina. She's from Perth, WA. She's a CrossFit and Sports Nutritionist Coach. On today's topic, we discuss about the relationship we have with food, what health means, and today's health culture. So with that said, let's get started. All right, guys, welcome. I have Nina on the podcast. If you're back, thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a little chat about, I guess, relationships with like your food, um, about ourselves as well, and definitely around being plant-based because that, that's thrown around a lot as well and how difficult it can be um, and just about your journey. But introduce yourself. Tell me a bit about you, your work, where you're from, Sure. Um, Well, thanks for having me. I am a nutritionist and sports nutritionist and also a CrossFit coach from the southwest of Western Australia, originally from Switzerland, but I have lived in Australia for like 20 something years. So definitely Aussie. Um, And basically I work um, one on one with clients across the world, um, mostly via Zoom consults which is amazing um on nutrition mostly in the areas of sports nutrition disordered eating um plant-based nutrition i'd say those are my main areas and yeah that i also coach crossfit amazing um i love we're gonna dive more um into about all that you said uh, um just then um quickly as well i think just the relationship with your food is a massive one and i see you post a lot about that do you want to have a chat about like why, like the improvements and why it matters so much as well? Because your journey, um, I've read a bit about it as well. If you want to chat more about that, you can go where you uh, want, to, wherever you're comfortable starting off with. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like so much you could talk about in this area, but I guess like when it comes to my experience, um. Like so many people struggle with their relationship with food in so many different ways, like for so many reasons, even like the presence of diet culture in our society is so huge. And like the pressure to look a certain way and have this quote unquote, like ideal body and um, all of that, which has such a huge impact on so many people. But in my um, kind of own like journey, I guess you can call it my relationship relationship with food was really heavily impacted by my um, diagnosis with type 1 diabetes when I was nine years old um, which basically just put like a huge emphasis on food like I had to start counting carbs and like measuring blood sugars weighing food doing all of that like seeing um, specialists every three months where you'd get like weighed and you get like your blood sugars assessed and like if they were like too high or too low you'd get like basically um quizzed on like why why are they not toll on me and just trying to like really get everything as perfect as possible and I took that out of my food which ended up yeah spiraling into a, a pretty severe eating disorder which I battled um throughout kind of my high time and kind of my entire life food control in air quotes because like food was con- controlling my life I wasn't actually in control um but like yeah yeah, that kind of pursuit of perfection around my diet um really like took over my life for such a long time and it like coming out the other end it's really made me realize how important that 
mental health and relationship with food aspect is and how like healthier and more controlled when it comes to food isn't actually always healthier and sometimes it can be a really unhealthy thing yeah I completely agree and I think if you want to quickly explain the type 2 diabetes as well for people that don't know what it is so they can understand you know like why you'd have to go through what you went through as well like just even quick, yeah, quick description really yeah. totally so type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition and insulin um is required Required for our body to use the carbohydrates from the food that we eat as energy in our cells. And if we don't have insulin there, which is the case in type 1 diabetics, we can't use that energy from our food. It, st- it just stays in our bloodstream, can't get into the cells, and our blood sugar goes high. So what, like as a person without doubt, monitoring your blood sugar levels and keeping them in this really tight range, when you eat, um, it will release insulin to help um, shuttle the carbohydrates from that food into your body and keep those blood sugars in a healthy range. But a type 1 diabetic's pancreas doesn't produce insulin, so we have to do that manually. So we have to essentially be um, monitoring our blood sugar levels 24-7 to keep them in this tight range and also um, really strictly control basically anything carbohydrate or food-wise that goes in so we can account for that and give ourselves insulin for it so our body can maintain those blood sugar levels oh my god i can't like imagine like the tracking i think that just mentally as well like because you it's it'd be hard to know like your food sources back then like if you're like you know being plant-based as well and then the carb intake around that yeah like just would have been really yeah. draining Look, i think that sure i think the most difficult thing about having diabetes is that like what works it's because there's like so many variables um like our activity levels stress our hormones literally how much sleep we got even the weather like in hotter weather versus colder weather like it affects your blood sugar levels so many different things and not just the carbs but also the type of carbs and the fat and the fiber and the protein and like all of these different things that they have a different impact on our blood sugar levels so you're constantly like juggling a million different balls to try and keep your blood sugars in this like good range and then if they go too high you don't feel great you start getting like really irritable really thirsty really tired really um yeah just not feeling great and then if they go too low same thing like you're dizzy you're shaky you can't concentrate so it's that it actually has such a significant impact on your life so yeah, it, it, it definitely is something that can be super challenging do you feel like like after or like those experiences back then, do you find now there's some bits that you do you not struggle with, but I guess like still improving with choices as well? Or do you think you've you know achieved and improved a lot? Like even now to this day, like Definitely. your relationship with food and your diabetes as well. Um, sure. but yeah. I think for me, like the hardest thing is, and like something something that I always have to like check in with myself is that I'm not like kind of judging my self-worth I guess on how good my blood sugars are and that then like can have a like impact on yeah like your relationship with food for like for example like let's say I eat a meal and it spikes my blood sugars up too high like in the past 
I would really beat myself up over that and really judge myself and my self-worth based on those blood sugars not being good. And then, you know, have that conversation in my head of that's a bad food, shouldn't have eaten that, like that, that type of language around food, which had such a big impact on my relationship with food and diabetes and myself and just kind of trying to detach myself from my blood sugars um, is something I've worked a lot on it's always still a bit of a like a work in progress to not fall back into those things yeah I completely agree I think it's like when you're used to that habit of you know that label of yourself like whatever like Mm. you know for diabetes as well and then labeling those foods as all right like this is gonna like spike my my blood sugar levels and then like thinking of it as a normal food like I can actually enjoy this and like trying to detach yourself isn't so like so important to like learn along the way um were there things that like did you grow up playing sport yeah you grew up playing sport um, like fitness for sure I've always been like really active growing up like we spent a lot of of time like at the beach you know like surfing and snorkeling and um you know just like walking the dog um running like that was always like growing up a big part of my life just spending a lot of time being active and then in high school I started competitive swimming so I'd spend you know like two to four hours a day in the pool swimming a lot which basically was my entire life absolutely love swimming um and after I got too unwell I had to quit basically all sport for a couple of years and just focus on getting physically somewhat healthy again Um, and then when I was ready to um, get back into training swimming wasn't really an option like being out of high school where I live it's pretty limited so I ended up um, going to a CrossFit gym and fell in love with that and the rest is history. (laughs) No that's amazing I I love what you post as well and I think it's really inspiring for those who like who are who have you know, I guess issues with their food. And I say like just any any problems as well going up. Um and to really think of using like other factors in your life, like saying CrossFit as well, and like turning into mm. your relationship with food much more stronger as well and like not thinking about it as well over time. Cause I feel like, you know, like as you sure. go like you if that makes sense. Um but yeah, like you know, so yeah, absolutely, and and like I think that the uh, like the more the focus on focusing on like what your body can do and the things you can achieve, performance-based goals, or focusing on how you're feeling, energy, feeling strong, like it's so much more of a positive um, outlook to have, which can have a significant impact on your relationship with food as opposed to just you know weight loss aesthetics like that type of um, side of it yeah I completely agree I was having this chat funny um with my partner the other week as well um because he's an SNC coach and you know the type of like I guess the fitness fitness quotation industry right now you've got you know your aesthetic sort of sides you've got your like performance sort of sides you've got those who just wanted to like do yoga and pilates and that's totally fine as well and there's so much like misconceptions on social media with I guess like the the whole weight loss thing really and to think about maybe you just think of your performance like think of like moving you know for fun um and enjoying it instead of thinking about losing weight so much as well can really just have a much more healthy relationship with food and yeah like you said as well 
but yeah absolutely agree um i was gonna say as well with your diet your plant based do you get a lot of like messages going like how like how do you do it <laughs> I actually don't, to be honest. Um, I think it's just because I've been plant-based for, like, such a long, long time and I also, like, I don't really make a big – I don't know, it's just something. Like, even in my work, like, I work with so many clients who totally aren't plant-based and or are somewhere along the spectrum of, like, plant-based eating where they might be, like, you know, somewhat plant-based but they – still eat some animal products or they're fully plant-based or you know whatever that is and I'm so happy to you know work with whatever that is and and just find what works for the person and support that along the way and over nine years I want to say now so a very long time and I definitely like did all the wrong things in the beginning as well like um you know like just eating really unbalanced social media promoted style of like a vegan diet where it was like don't eat any fat and protein only eat trying to be like super healthy where I wasn't eating anything like that came out of packet like taking it to the complete extremes versus now where it's um so much more balanced and also so much more like flexible um and and just like yeah more focused on making sure I can fuel everything I want to do rather than like have this quote-unquote perfect diet on paper yeah I completely agree I feel like the vegan well what I've seen as well like the vegan diet has like changed over time I remember the um like old like vegan substitute sort of stuff where it's like maybe off for like you know your beans like your lentils and like your tofu and all like your veg um I feel like it's interesting seeing it change over time um but no I completely agree with everything you said it's I think just learning like what you enjoy and the meals you have and you don't want to like take out you know something you don't you don't want to remove something because of like what we said earlier like you know your, your blood sugars like your diabetes as well I think learning to adapt to it as well um but which is great uh, what is like I think on that on your side of things like the nutritional considerations requirements like I know that's a very big topic but like what's important like do you like the the pri like the foundations the primary things I guess for some people that don't know yeah, um, I mean, the the primary, if we look at foundations, like even, say, for example, in sports nutrition, the, the, the base of the sports nutrition pyramid is making sure we're meeting our energy requirements for what we're doing, which includes both our energy requirements for, for like everyday life plus training. So not just our training sessions, but also taking into consideration like how active your job is, how active you are in your daily life and making sure that we're hitting those energy requirements because depending on how active the person is and how high training volume is, that can be pretty high. And then if we're only focusing on like, you know, quote unquote, healthy, clean, nutritious foods, we can fall short on that, which comes at a detriment to both health and performance because we're then not meeting the body's energy requirement putting like enough fuel in the tank to like get down down the road and back and that's it uh, it just won't work so the base of the pyramid is always going to be appropriate energy in 
intake. And then um, second to that come our macronutrients, which is our protein. So protein, super important, um, meeting our protein requirements, carbohydrate requirements, and also our um, fat um, dependent on the activity levels. So the more active we are, the more of um, those carbohydrates will need to fuel that activity. Um, and also, yeah, the, the less active, the lower those requirements are. Then after macronutrients is where the micronutrients come in. So that's things like your all your vitamins, your um, iron, your zinc, your B vitamins, B12, calcium, magnesium, all of that good stuff, which is super important both for things like our energy production, our bone health, our immune system brain function um, and long-term health and well-being so that's where we have our fruits veggies whole grains calcium um yeah and and also like things like alpha um overall and long-term health both in yeah the short and the long term yeah absolutely i think that's a really important like i guess like pyramid you'd say so as well like looking like how much you're training because i feel like a lot of people <clears throat> They think like they're eating enough, mm. but not the right amount as well. Or like skipping meals, like to save room sort of thing. Like you've probably seen all those types of like oh, posts think. on social media as well. Um, but I think it's it's just really big to know. Absolutely. Like, in, in my like, in my um, like even what I see with a lot of clients because I work with quite a lot of plant based athletes. Um, and what I see really commonly is that people come and see me and they think they're eating enough because the volume of food um, as like a plant-based person can be pretty big. You know, if you're eating a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables, a lot of like a pretty big meal, and they might even be getting comments from people like, oh, wow, you eat all, all that. Yes, um, but if yes, they're really that. active and those are all very like low energy density foods yeah like it's it actually doesn't end up meeting their requirements and they're having issues with like performance and fatigue and like menstrual irregularities and and injuries and all of these other things because they're actually not meeting those energy requirements and just think they are because they're full all the time from all of their fiber oh my god yeah sorry this one i <laughs> this one is like Oh, I see this a lot as well. Like, especially with like salads and obviously like a veg and like beans. Like, it's so high in fiber and obviously like being plant based. I wouldn't know, but you're loading up so much. You're gonna not like sometimes you won't even finish all of it in one sitting. Totally. <laughs> like, I think just fight, but like you would know, like finding the right portions for each of those and not overfilling a lot of salad or like veg. Exactly. And look, that's why, especially in like a sports nutrition context, sometimes the healthier choice is actually going for a more like a processed food option, just because it helps us meet those energy requirements, which is that the base of that pyramid without like digestive discomfort or feeling overly full. And it helps us you actually fuel those training sessions properly without like stomach cramps when you when you're doing your session and things like that. Yeah, that, that's like that's a really big one as well. I think people don't know like when to eat and like what meals and everyone sees like, <clears throat> sorry, like different posts and stuff like 30 minutes or 12, like an hour of what to eat. But like to really keep it simple as well, not have like a large amount in one sitting and, you know, people like seeing 
stuff like or don't have like this lcm bars or don't have processed foods because this and that and that but like it really depends on the person and if you're about to train you you, you don't want to upset you're like Probably don't want a cup of beans. literally you know i don't, i was like i'm not gonna have like half a can of like kidney beans or something why would i <laughs> but i'm vegan no 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 don't have that like just <laughs> guys don't have A large bowl of salad, probably like a whole can of beans is probably not ideal. Before a CrossFit session, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, I was going to, like, let's just quickly, while on the topic of like food and health, um, what does being healthy mean to you? Like, you've would have changed that your perspective now. Um, yeah, you've, if you want to go on about that, whatever answer comes out of the end. I, I really think that. being healthy like it's such a like an all-encompassing thing like of course your physical health things like having lots of energy like being able to concentrate feeling strong performing well strong immune system like those are all considerations but then there's also the mental health aspect of it like feeling mentally healthy like having a, a stable mood feeling like you know, some level of happiness most of the time. Of course, we're not going to be feeling happy all the time, but, you know, just generally mentally feeling well, feeling um, even like the social aspect of it, being able to socialize. Like so many people take that pursuit of health, like with all the right intentions to the point where it's having a significant impact on their mental and social health, where say they're isolating themselves from friends to avoid like situations that might involve food that they feel isn't healthy, quote unquote, healthy enough, or they're, you know, leading to like feeling miserable or obsessed with food or like thinking about food all the time or feeling like food is con totally controlling their lives and we still have this belief oh but that is healthy but if we look back and assess like well is this actually leaving me feeling healthy and feeling like I'm you know my best self and and yeah ticking all those boxes when it comes to health the answer would be no so it's kind of that definition of that we can set for ourselves of like am I happy with how my mental health is, how my social health is, how my physical health is. And it's sort of something we have to um, decide for ourselves rather than just what like textbook and society says is quote unquote healthy. Yeah, there's all the other aspects as well when you think about health. I know a lot of people, you know, like want to promote like what health is and like just just training as it is in general. But I think to consider at the time, you know, like you would know as a coach, like someone's mental health, um, their relationship with food is a big one as well. Like Yeah. how things are going, like you, all those things are going to combine. Like if you're stressed and then you're like, you're not eating enough or you're eating more, any sorts like that, it's going to literally affect you over time as well. So yeah, the health thing is a, is a massive one, like, like w what it defines to you. Um, and what someone's values are as well in their life. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking about health as well, um, with past relation, like I'd say food habits, food traits back then, did you have any experiences with, I guess, before CrossFit and your relationship with food back then? Yeah, absolutely. Because my relationship with food, like I said earlier, like ever since um, being diagnosed with diabetes, initially it was fine, but then it kind of took that downhill spiral where 
I was, yeah, just really had this horrible relationship with food, um, basically just restricting myself and and seeing restriction as like a sign of strength and feeling in control. And I, I think it was because like some part of me, I felt out of control with the diabetes, like like I wasn't in control of my body because of that. And then like r- being super controlling with my food kind of gave me that safety and security that I otherwise didn't have. Um, and just taking it to the extremes where it then just became really unhealthy and and I wouldn't eat anything that I hadn't like strictly weighed and measured myself, um, like only would eat at certain times, wouldn't eat certain foods, um, got to the point where, like I said, I wouldn't eat anything that I considered unhealthy but it was like taken to the extreme where basically all that was left was fruit and vegetables and you know a few other little things um and yeah just just like where I felt like I was in control of my food it was controlling me Mm -hmm. it's like you think you you think you're controlling it but it's like when you reverse it around your brain's thinking so much about the food that you don't have control in your life it's if that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. um it's an interesting one especially i think to those who have past issues with their food or any sort of like disordered eating it 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 continues as like you can you you don't know like how old you'll be but it's still there in the back back of your head really like when you're weighing or picking food or going out to socialize like you've still got those little traits in there where you go oh my god like i did that or things like that as well Um, I think um, it almost like some part of it at some stage almost became like a bit of a game for me like how little can I eat and it it just like made me feel safe and gave me that kind of bit of self-worth of I'm so strong like I can kind of get away with eating so little and yet it became this really unhealthy game with myself and and it just almost gave me this rush of adrenaline which like it totally would still do that now, but I also know so much better and I know that that leaves me feeling miserable and I would never like engage in those habits anymore because I know the super unhealthy effect that it has on like every aspect of my health, both mentally and physically. Yeah, and especially with like I guess your performance now and your goals, like your values now, they would have changed so how, you know, how like it is back then as well. Um I absolutely love this. I was going to, and then also like a couple things I want to cover as well. How it's different. And obviously I feel like a lot of people who, you know, we want to share advice. We, we talk from our like perspective most of the time. And like from, if, if you want to share that as well, how can someone, I guess, with diabetes or any issues with their food as well, like overcome that? Like what, what advice have you given to your clients look reaching out for help I think is probably the most important first step like acknowledging that something isn't right or isn't well or or you're not happy with it or it's leaving you um unhealthy or unhappy in whatever way and and being brave enough to talk to someone about it whether that's a friend or a family member or another trusted person or a health professional and then getting some support around that because it's so difficult to change 
those behaviors yourself because usually those behaviors aren't just there just for no reason they're there because they do like add or provide some kind of purpose and value whether that's bringing safety or security or um a, a coping mechanism of some kind so like having the right support around it is so so important in being able to move away from those behaviors and those thoughts and then the second thing is that I think makes the biggest difference is is paying attention to the language that you're using around food. Like, you know, that's what creates that guilt is because we're telling ourselves that something is bad or we are a bad person for doing something. Even let's say going out with friends for pizza, like that's not actually a bad thing. But if we're telling ourselves, oh, you um, are such a horrible person or you ate bad today or you need to uh, make up for this tomorrow, like that language that we're using around food has such a profound impact on how we feel um, and then how we behave as a result of that. So be more mindful around like, would we would we speak to like a friend in the same way? Like, would we be like, would we kind of um, talk to a friend in the same way if they did the same things with their eating as we're doing? Or do we need to start being a little bit kinder to ourselves um, in order to change that relationship with food and not expecting our diets to be perfect because perfection is impossible and more looking at, all right, what can I do that's going to be like, let's say just that 1% better um, and what's going to actually support my health, both like physically, like having regular nourishing, balanced meals, eating enough, but also mental health like giving myself permission to enjoy some foods just for taste and pleasure or um, social events or celebrations sometimes as well and seeing that as part of the overall picture not as off track yeah I I agree I think the whole you said something about it was a second point you said I completely forgot just then but it was around food sorry what was that the language around food the language yes the language around food the oh no there it is the um i'll i'll make up for tomorrow sort of thing that one there or like i'll just reduce or have a bit more sort of yeah that one that one is like i think that's a massive one as well because it's like oh like you know you average out your calories or this sort of stuff and people that track and uh, i think look at the aesthetic goals so much as well it it's loosely thrown around mm. and it it does create that that bad i guess like bad habit over time as well because totally. if you're going out to eat like you, you, you don't you don't know 100% how much calories are in like that whole slice of pizza or whatever like it it it's create it just it builds up like over time oh. um but that that's a really good one yeah, and it, it does just create this unhealthy cycle when we're constantly, you know, like restricting and then as a result of that end up overeating and then trying to compensate for that by restricting again. And it's just this up and down, yeah, really unhealthy cycle, both physically for like our energy levels, but also mentally like that concept, oh, I have to eat less and then feel bad about eating more. And then, yeah, it's not a good place to be. Yeah, 100% not. I really, I, I love chatting about this because it's really important because if you are training like the next day and you're like eating less because you overate like who knows how much 500,000 calories over and you went out and enjoyed yourself, like, like why? Like not, not why as in, I think you know what I'm trying to say here, but like why as in like the 
bad like the the body image sort of thing or like why because i want to try and stick to my calorie goal but the good well, side is like training and like just to continue having healthier relationships with like your food and stuff like that if that makes sense yeah and i think the biggest like kind of factor around this is a lot of us has totally lost trust in our bodies and trust the number in an app more than our own bodies and think that just because you know my fitness pal or whatever oh my god yes our calorie intake needs to be this every single day that our bodies can't handle eating a little bit more or a little bit less one day and then that's gonna you know have some devastating effect when you know in reality we can totally handle that yeah I I totally agree as well and then the focusing I think the numbers as well where you're not trusting your hunger cues so much as well and then yeah. you don't know I, I just like where people can't even tell if they're hungry yeah or that that's a massive like that's that's a massive one because your phone's not going to be there all the time like if my fitness power like boom to disappear then now what <laughs> like you're gonna have to actually enjoy your meals and yeah that 100 percent. um we'll finish up soon but i'm just gonna finish off with a couple things a bit of question time that i thought it'd be fun to end off with okay. <laughs> um go to breakfast lunch and dinner okay breakfast pretty much without fail have oats most mornings yeah. um so i do like overnight oats but i use yogurt instead of milk i add in some protein powder and then fruit and some like nuts and seeds or whatever that is my all-time favorite Yum. breakfast um lunches i i love wraps because they're super easy like on my lunch break in between clients like throwing together like tofu salad hummus wrap probably my my most most eaten lunch um sushi bowls otherwise also a common one um and then dinner my favorite would have to be like some kind of noodle stir fry burrito bowl um or like a pasta dish yeah yum sushi or like any sort of like rice bowl like so easy to put yeah. together kewpie <laughs> mayo <laughs> yum um i'll just get a few more as well um if you could have your like one meal it could be like lunch or dinner vibe or anything one food meal for the rest of your life as in like dinner or lunch like what would you have um i probably would choose breakfast oh. breakfast food but um <laughs> if not um probably yeah either like sushi bowl or tacos is probably gonna tacos, be tacos yeah i mean fair enough with the um the overnight oats as well that could be that's like a dessert option as well <laughs> perfect like it's perfect perfect butter yum um and also one more thing if someone could describe you in a sentence mm-hmm. how would they describe you this is a tough one <laughs> this is a really tough one we can- um i <laughs> Maybe a few words. Definitely, I think few words people put... would say, yeah, determined, yeah. I would say, um, which I'm not sure if that's like stubborn or like, yeah, but but used in a, in a mostly good way. It's in a good way, way like a motivational <laughs> way. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah, I have a good drive, I guess. Um, 
yeah, I'd say that's probably, and I don't know, it's a tough one. You probably it's a to tough one, else. I know. I, I think it's, <laughs> it is a good reflection and we don't, like you said, you know, our relationships with, with ourselves and food or health, I feel like we don't wow. sometimes think about ourselves in good ways as well. Um, and it's a tough one, I think, to, I feel like, I feel like it's, to actually say something good about yourself, you're like, oh, wow. I know. I was just like, I was thinking about it. I was like, can I say that? Or does that sound stuck up? <laughs> yeah. Like you, like you said, like, oh, I'm determined, <laughs> but like not in a stubborn way, but also <laughs> like in a motivational, inspiring way, of course. <laughs> and it's so, it's so easy to like, easy to, oh yeah. Like I'm, I know, like. I'm tired or like I'm like all the negative traits as well like you know what I mean um it's so easy to put ourselves down and so like confronting to put ourselves I mean to like (laughs) compliment ourselves what would you say I said it's so easy to put ourselves down and so like difficult to give ourselves compliments which is actually kind of sad I know you said you said two things so we got there so that's totally fine (laughs) (laughs) but no thank you so much for this i absolutely enjoyed this and i hope you did as well how are you feeling yeah thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure yeah i can't wait for people to hear this because i reckon there's a lot of really insightful things about nutrition um your story once again thank you so much um i will wrap this up but where can people find you um, best place is probably good old Instagram. So my good handle is, <laughs> is naturally underscore Nina underscore. Um, and otherwise, um, my website as well. But you can just find that through my Instagram. It's the easiest. Perfect. Amazing. And to end this episode, I will leave more information about her in the show notes. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about health, what health means our values as well so if you have any questions anything you would like me to discuss do message on instagram at my name brencia tolentino or the podcast the coffee break podcast have an amazing week and stay tuned for more